reading from the second letter of Paul to the Thessalonians. Now we command you, beloved, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to keep away from believers who are living in idleness and not according to the tradition that they receive from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to imitate us. We were not idle when we were with you, and we did not eat anyone's bread without paying for it. But with toil and labor, we worked night and day, so that we might not burden any of you. This was not because we do not have that right, but in order to give you an example to imitate. For even when we were with you, we gave you this command. Anyone unwilling to work should not eat. For we hear that some of you are living in idleness, mere busybodies, not doing any work. Now such persons we command and exhort in the Lord Jesus Christ to do their work quietly and to earn their own living. Brothers and sisters, do not be weary in doing what is right. The word of the Lord.
thrones and gifts dedicated to God. Jesus said, As for these things that you see, the days will come when not one stone will be left upon another. All will be thrown down. They asked him, Teacher, when will this be, and what will be the sign that this is about to take place? And he said, Beware that you are not led astray. For many will come in my name and say, I am he, and the time is near. Do not go after them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified, for these things must take place first, but the end will not follow immediately. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes and in various places famines and plagues. And there will be dreadful portents and great signs from heaven. But before all this occurs, they will arrest you and persecute you. They will hand you over to synagogues and prisons. And you will be brought before kings and governors because of my name. This will give you an opportunity to testify. So make up your minds not to prepare your defense in advance. For I will give you words and the wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to withstand or contradict. You will be betrayed even by parents and brothers, by relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name, but not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance you will gain your souls. In the name of the God who created us, the God who walked among us, the God who resides is a spark in all our hearts. Shout with joy to the Lord, O ye lands. Lift up your voice, rejoice, and sing. Sing to the Lord with heart, with the heart and the voice of song. Shout with joy before the King, the Lord. The psalmist tells us to praise our God loudly and joyfully, but except for the occasional boisterous hymn, we tend to mutter our phrases as if we don't want to bother anyone, perhaps even God. So if we don't want to shout and leap about, how do we praise God? How do we manifest our love of God? in this, our world. Allow me a bit of autobiography. Those of you who have heard this, bear with me. Back in the 70s, when I was, an act, when I was active at the Church of the Epiphany in New York, I felt a very strong call to the ordained ministry. I planned to take classes at the Institute for Theology which allowed students to work full-time while studying for the ministry. I foresaw a life ahead, life ahead culminated 
by my becoming a bishop. <laughs> then I attended a Sunday forum in church, much like our 9 a.m. forums. The speaker was Tom Toe, the head of the Institute for Lay Ministry. Tom was not talking of lay ministry as opposed to ordained ministry. He was offering a picture of how all can live a life of Christian ministry in every aspect of human life, in the workplace, in the family, in fact, with all with whom we come in contact. After I heard him, I felt as if I had been struck by a thunderbolt. In an instant, I realized that my call to ordained ministry was a false call, a call to things and form and not to truly serve God. My wife Susan was floored. Are you sure? She kept asking. I've never been more sure about anything than I was about my new course in life. What was or is this late ministry upon which I was embarking? What was it? Tom was not teaching about formal lay ministry, such as our lay Eucharistic ministries. He was talking about ministry to all whom we encounter in our daily life. And not to be afraid to make it clear that the church and our beliefs are central to how we live our lives. Now, fanboys knew this about me, and occasionally, fourth or fifth graders particularly would come up to me and ask if we could talk about God. Those are interesting conversations, which lasted until the bell rang for recess. A wonderful lesson in ministry was taught to me and the Fed community by Betsy Wilson, who many of you knew, whose face was heavily disfigured by cancer surgery. She used to walk on the road which bisects the Fenn campus, and boys would ask about her. As she often spoke in public about her condition, I felt free to ask her to speak at Fenn's Wall School meeting. She talked about how people avoided her and looked away. A fourth grader, with the wisdom of the age, asked, What should I do when I meet you in the street? Betsy answered, look into my eyes and smile. We were all deeply moved by that simple statement. The following weekend, by coincidence, I was in Harvard Square. Crossing the street with me was a woman pushing a wheelchair. Seated or almost lying in the chair was a young man heavily contorted by a palsy of some sort. Remembering Betsy Wilson's words, I turned, looked into his eyes, and said, Good afternoon. He made a response that I could not understand, but I was astonished when his companion said fervently, Thank you. Every person in this room is a living embodiment of Tom Tull's version of lay ministry. You care about each other. When you ask, how are you, you mean the question. You pray for each other, you physically help each other, you minister to each other, and to the world.
I've just done what happened to me on Christmas Eve. I don't know if I've turned the page to show. Living a life of life history is tiring, and I am occasionally afflicted with spiritual doubt. I wonder if my efforts to lead the caring life matter. Where do I turn to refuel, to be reassured, to be re-inspired? I turn to Trinity Church, to you, the church, to you, the church. We are the church. The community educates me, sets examples of selfless ministry before me. Think of all we do. We do, you do, in the outside world, here to make a difference in people's lives. I'm going to pause a moment so that you can recall a person or program in this church that has made a difference in your life. Together, affirm our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father of the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God of the Father. 
Who put their trust in you? 
also for the forgiveness of our sins. Have mercy upon us, most merciful Father. In your compassion, forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things done and left undone. And so uphold us by your Spirit, that, that we may live and serve you in newness of life. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. My friends in Christ, the peace of the Lord be always with you.
Secondly, you may have uh, may have noticed in our prayers with people that we prayed specifically not only for Walter, but for John Ashley and for Wesley Sawyer. So I would love to have them come up. They joined us this morning, um, accepted our invitation to be here on Sunday, because many of you have met them in the office during the week, but if you're not here during the week, you may not have met them. So we wanted to bring them here on Sunday so that you can meet them and they can meet you. So this is John. He's our new Director of Operations and Communications in the office. And we special thanks for leading today's forum, John. And this is Wesley, who is our sexton, um, who works very hard to keep the building and the grounds together. And another important part of his job is helping all of us remember to keep our sense of humor intact <laughs> as we do all of this. So they will be at coffee hour. Please introduce yourselves by name to them uh, so that they get to know you and you get to know them. But first, a prayer, because that's what we do. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, from whom comes every good and perfect gift, send down upon each one of us who are connected to one another in this community through our work our prayers, and our fellowship, a spirit of healthy grace. By your spirit, fashion our lives according to the example of your Son, and grant that we may show the power of your love. Pour out your blessing upon us and upon Walter, Wesley, and John each day, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
Hallelujah. Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us.
Thank you always. Amen. 